1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina.
0: Support for this podcast comes from NetSuite. NetSuite lets you run your business from your phone, so you can see what's going on with your company in real time. Go to netsuite.com podcast to get your free guide and find out why NetSuite is the last business system you'll ever need.
1: Hello! I am Matt Williamson, and just like every Wednesday, we have Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. We are brought to you by X-Bet today. I will tell you more about them in a moment. But Mike, how's it going, dude?
0: Going pretty good. Glad to, uh, glad to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This has been fun every week. Um, so, I know you've been working on a couple things, and I'm really excited to talk about some good topics for sure. But every Tuesday, I do a power rank. And it's a good way to talk about each team, a note or so on all 32. And, of course, everybody loves them. They think it's a big deal if you're 17th as opposed to 12th or whatever. Power ranks sell. People dig them. But I have, a, I have a, here's my question to you. Kansas City was number one. Who on earth would you put two? <sighs>
0: that is, that's is—that's the tough question right? right now. No one. No one looks like they deserve to be number two. To be honest, I think I'd still go with... Atlanta at number two, Okay, even though they lost.
1: I think I had them like at six or seven. Um, Green Bay was in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I went with the Steelers at two, and I don't think they've come close to playing like a number two team at all. And I took Carolina three after beating the Pats. But, man, I mean,
0: I mean, yeah, I know. seems so high for me.
1: I hear you. I mean, please shoot holes in those because I think there's – I think I could shoot holes in Atlanta, too. I mean, they almost lost to the Bears.
0: Yeah, I, so I think so let's, I think Atlanta, Green Bay, New England, have, and Pittsburgh have all just like not quite played up to their expectations. Some of them have injuries. I know Green Bay's tackles have been out really hampering that offense. Yeah. But I think all those teams, if they can sort of put it together, so to speak, any, any one of them could be two
1: at this point. Do you put Seattle in that conversation?
0: No, because I don't think there's any putting it together with that offensive line. There's no, you know, there's no fixing what actually ails Seattle. It's been the same thing that's ailed them for, you know, two years now. So I I don't think that offense is ever going to be consistent in, in any way, shape, or form.
1: How about a team like the Eagles? I think I had them seven.
0: Eagles are, they're on the verge of it. It all comes down to Carson Wentz for them because Mm -hmm. he has to just be, he can't be what we saw from him the second half of last year. He can't completely fall apart and lose games for them. And he has done a good job of not doing that so far. So at least that's, he's been a game manager of sorts for them. If he can be a little more than that, I could see them being a legit, you know, top five sort of team in the NFL.
1: This isn't hard to do, but shoot holes in why I should not have had the Panthers three
0: one the one offensive performance is against the team that was coming into <laughs> right. the, the week the worst defensive team in the NFL already in the Does history really of the inspire, NFL yeah they're not inspiring uh too much confidence I mean I still have a lot of question marks about that offense going forward uh just I think we talked about it last week uh, I just don't think it's going to be consistent and I worry about uh, that when it, when Cam Newton doesn't have all day to throw is he going to be able to you know put up the numbers that we saw this past week I don't think so
1: yeah the one thing I did say in their favor though and I understand the opponent but if you just isolate on Newton in that game I think it's the first time it looked like Newton
0: no yeah that's fair I agree and the downfield stuff it's encouraging uh so uh, I I do think uh, if he if big if if he can get back to that MVP level yeah they're definitely in the conversation of a top three team but there's one, like I said, one game against the Patriots isn't enough to convince me that he's going to be back there anytime soon. No,
1: I hear you. All right, I want to tell everyone about XBet real quick. They are a new sponsor of ours. We're pretty excited about it. I have found something that you guys will absolutely love. It's XBet.ag. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. I mean, I mean, I bet on sports, but so I figured, what the hell? I'll give us a shot. XBet.ag has everything. It's like Vegas in your pocket with their mobile website. I just log in. I bet on any game. And I went right for my phone. It's great stuff. Uh, you got to check this out. Their website is clean and easy to use. Their graphics are sick. I've, I have not seen anything like it. Even after, uh, they even offer live in game wagering, turning your fourth quarter faith in emotional overtimes into heart pounding cash stacking opportunities. When you join xbet.ag today, use our promo code, which is just xbet xbet. You'll get up to 100% bonus on your first deposit. Like I said, that's free money. That's awesome. Um, plus, if you refer a friend, you get up to 100% on their first deposit, too. So you can make a lot of money spreading the wealth here with your buddies. So bring the squad and build a bank at xbet.ag, the most, the newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. Don't forget to use the promo code e, or xbet, xbet to claim your bonus. All right. So, Mike, I know you have been working on some Cowboy takes. And before you get started, I want to give you my takes. uh, Okay. And just don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I just want to hear what you think. I think Dak is playing really well. I think the skill position players look slow. I think the line has been okay, but certainly far from dominant, particularly in the run game. And even Elliott, to me, doesn't look like he has the exact same burst and spark that he did, and the holes aren't nearly as big. On defense, I think they're really well coached, and they absolutely found something in Demarcus Lawrence. He's a stud. Um, Sean Lee grew up about a minute from where I'm sitting right now, and I'm a big fan. My kids are big fans. They went to the same grade school, you know. So, mm-hmm. And I very much think that that defense, really through Lee's career, is one defense when he's on the field and one defense when he's hurt
0: all very I agree 100% agree with every single point made there 100% agree and especially the Sean Lee point if he's not on that defense it is completely different and especially if the guy taking his spot is Jalen Smith who he struggled he he does not look he doesn't look like the knee just doesn't look like it's healthy enough for him to be playing in the NFL right now he's Mm -hmm. he'll take on blocks sometimes and just crumple because of it so it's sad it's hard to watch but they really can't have him out there uh, leading that, you know, playing such a crucial role uh, when they do run a lot of the Tampa 2 stuff. He's playing the middle linebacker role, which is a crucial role for coverage and stopping the run. Sean Lee plays it amazingly. Jalen Smith doesn't quite have the same juice there.
1: Do you think he's a liability in all respects? I mean, try, trying to cover that deep funnel against a tight end or a crossing route, as well as taking on blocks or pursuit so, or uh, all the it's above? Not, so it's not every, it's not all respects.
0: There's just, it seems to happen once every couple plays it will he'll try to cut and it just goes and so it's a liability in terms of all it takes is one guy being you know losing completely so it's a liability for a big play he can make play he still makes plays going straight downhill he can still take on blocks and that sort of stuff but when he has to change directions when he has to move at full speed then go you know take on a uh, offensive alignment in space. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you see that come into play, and uh, he had some ugly plays this past week.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. It's such a good, great story. Maybe he gets it back. Who knows? I mean, it, it sounds like they're rushing him, or he's rushing himself, or whatever. That's unfortunate. Uh, do you agree on Lawrence? And is there anyone in the in the front that you're excited about? Yeah, we had so we had
0: Lawrence graded well two years ago, 2015. Uh, had the suspension last year had some injuries wasn't nearly the same guy and he yeah he dominated against the Cardinals is I think yeah. our highest rated edge defender currently at the moment he looks like a stud the thing is they have no one else on that defensive line that looks like a stud at the moment i think they get David Irving back this week though after the suspension which should help a lot uh, because they need anyone uh, that this last week's game they were they just got gashed because they had just no one who could get any sort of penetration up the field. No one who could beat their blocks uh, besides Lawrence. So when you only have one guy on the defensive line, it's an issue.
1: Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Taco Charlton coming out. Um, I think Malik Collins flashes here and there. Uh, I'm glad you brought up – what's his face? He was suspended. Why did I forget his name two seconds? David Irving. Thanks. Do you have any insight why he didn't play more snaps last year? I mean, his snaps were really productive.
0: No, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, Maybe it's just a purely – they like the rotation. I don't know. But he yeah, he only played a 400 or something snaps. But, okay. yeah, productive, like you said.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe he becomes a full-time guy or who knows. Um, in the secondary, I'm a big fan of Byron Jones. I think their rookies have, have looked good, especially Lewis. But it's still an average secondary.
0: Yeah, it's still just they don't really have. Uh, so one of the biggest things I talked about uh, in my article I wrote this week for The Washington Post was the fact that they – they were one of the, um, a man heavy team last year in terms of how much man yeah. they played, and they were really good at. It. I think their passer rating against when they played man coverage was something like seventy, and that has jumped up into the high eighties this year. The completion percentage has jumped up as well. They just when they in situations where they have to play man, these corners aren't just aren't quite as good as guys like Maurice Claiborne and Brandon Carr. So I think that's been an issue for them. And like you said, it's just an average secondary at best at this point.
1: Yeah, Claiborne's an interesting guy. I've always kind of been in his corner. And nobody knows it, but he's playing well for the Jets. And hmm. I always feel bad because if you remember, I'm kind of going off a tangent because it makes me crazy as a personnel guy, but remember whenever that offseason, it was his rookie year. They traded up to get Claiborne, and before that, they spent big money <laughs> on Carr, and they're going to play press man coverage, and Rob Ryan's their defensive coordinator. And that lasted one year, and then they brought in, I think it was Marinelli, or it was yes, another Maranilla. Tampa 2 guy. Um hmm. I thought there was somebody between those two, but wh- whoever, maybe um, Kiffin or somebody like that. Never mind. Um, and then they're asking these guys to play all zone. I mean, after huge investments on in Claiborne and Carr the year before, they totally scrapped the man coverage scheme until last year when Claiborne could play a lot of man, and now he's mm-hmm. doing it in New York. Like, don't draft a guy and ask him to do something different. It makes me bonkers.
0: No, yeah, he's was far more suited for man coverage. He is not his own corner whatsoever.
1: All right, let's switch to the offense quickly. Um, Do you think the loss of Leary and to a lesser degree free has hurt them? Um, And the thing I mentioned, I said this on Twitter when they were on one of the national games. I think if all things were equal, my first round pick for Dallas would be a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I think we had talked about that in one of the previous ones about how they need a second guy there, and I agree. They definitely do. But the the biggest thing to me, the biggest change from 2016 Cowboys offense to this year's Cowboys offense, it's not Dak Prescott, it's not Ezekiel Elliott, the way they're playing. I think they're, I think Dak's playing about the same. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott's running. We still have him graded well in what he's mm-hmm. done, even though his yards were carries down. It's the fact that they don't have that just do, play-after-play dominance that they had last season along the offensive line where – they just knew that the offensive line was going to get it done. You know, you know, it was second man and four. For man. Yeah, they, man for man, they knew they were going to get the job done. They didn't even have they didn't have to worry about overloading. Got defenses overloading the box. They didn't have to worry about uh, you know blitzes and that sort of stuff. They were going to get the job done. That sort of confidence that comes with that that sort of schematic, uh, the play calling that you can do with that advantage is gone basically, because Ronald Leary was one of the best run blocking guards, still one of the best run blocking guards. I think he's graded out as a top 10 guard for us this year, even in Denver. They went from a top 10 run blocking guard to a bottom 10 in what they've thrown out there with Chaz Green and Jonathan Cooper. They've been issues when they've been on the field. Lyle Collins has been a bit of a step down from uh, Doug Free as well. And when you just have that offensive line take a little bit of a step back from an all-time dominant unit to you know still top 5-ish, top 10, still a good unit, but that dominant schematic advantage that that gives you that having that number one offensive line is just gone. And I think that has sort of had this ripple effect throughout the rest of the offense.
1: Yeah. I think that's well said. And, you know, like, like I mentioned, it just seems like there's far fewer second and four second, and yes, three. you that, know what yeah. I mean? So that's why I was saying. Dak seems like he's playing the
0: same. Yeah. It's just, he's in harder situations. He's in third and tens. He's not in third and threes, you know?
1: All right. Uh, very good stuff on the Cowboys. I had met, or You had mentioned before the show that you also are doing work on the Patriots, who, as we talked about earlier, have a historically bad defense right now. I think Brady's playing incredible. But let's talk Pats. What have you been focusing on? Is it offense, defense, the whole team? What are you, what are you working on?
0: Well, the Pats defense, how, they're, how they went from number one last year in points per game against to by far last, you know, last in the league in points per game against here now, uh, over 30 a game they're giving up, which is insane to think about going into the season. Just when you think about how good that secondary should be on paper, yeah. Malcolm Butler, you know all the guys that they have, Devin McCourty back there in the secondary – they should not be giving up 30-plus points a game. They have Bill Belichick as their head coach, one of the greatest defensive minds of all time, and all of a sudden, after facing four offenses that aren't necessarily world-beater offenses, they're giving up 30-plus points per game. Uh, the, the, what I've found, the biggest thing, was when they play man coverage, uh, their results have been uh, unbelievably bad. Just They play man coverage at a ridiculously high rate right now. They are trusting that secondary to get the job done, I think over 60% of their snaps have been in man coverage, which is very high in the NFL right now. I think that's the second highest rate. And they've already given up 10 touchdowns uh, while playing man coverage. They are giving up a completion percentage uh, in the high 60s, I believe. It's just not been good results compared to last year when they were – you know, I think they only gave up six touchdowns in man coverage all last season, had five interceptions uh, while playing man, had one of the best passer rating against when they played man coverage. And for some reason – or I kind of know why the reason is it's because – the pass rush, it's sort of the symbiotic relationship when you play man coverage. The pass rush has to get home because even Darrell Revis can't cover for five seconds and the pass rush is not getting home. The teams against the Patriots have the longest time to pass in the entire NFL right now.
1: Yeah, all exceptional points, and I have more to add to that. Um, do you agree that they've had a lot of coverage busts or miscommunications?
0: Yeah, we have a ton of coverage busts. Okay, okay,
1: because... I would assume Belichick and Patricia get those fixed. I mean, at a minimum. I don't yes. think that happens a month from now.
0: No, oh, no, that's the, probably the biggest surprise of that thing. That is why I've, I've said like, I think it's going to get fixed because you have a secondary with proven results in the You know, These guys aren't bad players, right? They're just playing very badly right now.
1: <laughs> and do you think Gilmore has been disappointing? I mean, to me, he doesn't look like he's a top flight corner thus far.
0: Well, I But he's covering how, all day. I was going to say, it depends on how you had him graded coming in. I never thought he was a top flight corner. I thought they overpaid for him to begin with. I, I, I thought he was schematically a good fit because he like you've like we talked about just earlier. He's a man corner He's going to a scheme where he's going to play a man, lot of man coverage. But at the same time, he's a man corner who is a little boober bus. bust. He has a lot of PDs, but he also gives up a handful of big plays. So I think that's what we're seeing now uh, in New England. He's the same guy. He's always been just it's a little more amplified the stage he's on now.
1: Well said. Um, I also think this is what you face as a pitfall when you build a defense from back to front. You know, when all your all your money is tied into your secondary as opposed to your front seven, you risk this being the case.
0: Yeah, I, I think they – I think Bill Belichick thought, you know, he, he can – with give him a secondary and he'll be able to scheme up something up front that'll get him enough results to, you know, still win with that secondary. And uh, like you said, it, it is what happens. Teams realize, hey, I'm going to have all day. I can scheme offensively. We saw Andy Reid do that perfectly. We can scheme deeper dropbacks. We can scheme more downfield stuff that we know we'll have time to execute. So teams have been doing that to them with, uh, you know, obviously good results.
1: And as we go closer to the line of scrimmage, they seem very slow at the second level. I wrote an article about them, I guess it was a week ago, and Kyle Van Noy has played every snap on defense. That's not what you want. No, th- That is the other biggest thing that sort of,
0: I, would, that I don't know how they're going to fix, is just the lack of speed in the whole front seven. It yeah. is a slow, slow front seven. And you see it when they try to run stunts. They just can't run stunts because they don't have guys quick enough to, you know, their fastest edge rusher, I think is like Cassius Marsh. And he ran a four, eight something at the combine. They just don't have any guy capable of looping inside and getting, beating a guard to a spot and then getting to the quarterback. So uh, stunts are one of the easiest way to generate pressure. We've seen it uh, in our data when we collect stunts that uh, teams that run them a lot have higher pressure rates. They just, they, they leave you exposed to, you know, scrambles and run plays and draws Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But they are a good way to get, generate pressure and the Patriots just can't execute them right now.
1: All right. Up front. We know that their, their scheme basically from the defensive tackle position is they want the Allen branches of the world. They want big yeah, heavy. To, yeah. I mean, yeah. clog the middle. And I guess those guys still accomplish that. I mean, uh, they're, they're fine at what they do, but again, that's one of the pitfalls of asking that from that position. I like flowers. I like wise, but kind of like you said, Where's the speed? You know, I mean, we don't even need Vaughn Miller. I mean, but give me somebody in that mold, at least.
0: Yeah, and there's no one. Like I mentioned, Cassius Smart is probably the fastest one, and he's not He's, still, he's not really, a, he's nothing special. So they, they don't, they lack, it, it looks like a, it looks like their front seven that they had back when they were winning it, uh, you know, Super Bowls in the mid-2000s. It hasn't really evolved since then, it looks like.
1: Right, and I'm sure I got this stat from, from Pro Football Focus, but last year they didn't have those guys either. And they rushed three more than anyone in the league by a major margin. You Mm -hmm. think teams have just caught on to that tactic?
0: Yeah, I think it's teams had an offseason game plan. And they did lose a handful of edge rushers that could strike a little more fear into opposing offenses. Uh, Kyle Long, excuse me, Chris Long, uh, Jabal Sheard. Mm -hmm. They lost some guys that could get the job done off the edge. And even though you know Dietrich Wise is still getting the job done a little bit, Trey Flowers is having a good year as well, teams just, like you said, have caught up and realized, hey, we're not actually afraid of these guys. We're not actually worried. And they're not blitzing enough. They're still blitzing at one of the lower rates in the NFL to where they're not getting the ball out of quarterback's hands quickly. So I, I do expect them, Bill Belichick, to go at some point this year back to the drawing board, reassess what they're doing defensively, and probably make some fairly large-scale changes in what they do because – This is not going to get done at all.
1: Yeah, my hunch is you can't do it on a short week on your way to Tampa, Uh but maybe after, you know, this long break there. Um, You mentioned Sheard. I think he's an underrated loss. And I understand Belichick gets the benefit of the doubt, rightfully so. I mean, he's forgotten more football than you and I will ever know. But with all the cap room they had and all the changes they were able to make, don't you think Sheard hicks chandler jones jamie collins i'm probably missing two other dudes would come in useful right now
0: oh yeah i think he's having a little bit of buyers you know a little bit of remorse here after seeing all those guys go and realizing you're thinking with each single piece it wasn't that big of a difference it wasn't this big of a decline that our defense wasn't going to be good enough but when you put the totality of all of them all of a sudden Ooh, we have the, you know, worst defense in the NFL at the moment.
1: Yeah, who's my blue chip guy in the front seven? You know, like, who's the difference maker? There isn't one. Yeah, I mean, maybe Dante Hightower. He has
0: been injured, but he can only – it's an off-ball linebacker. You're not – it's probably the least valuable position on any defense in the
1: NFL right now. And he's not Sean Lee like we talked about or Luke Kuechly or, you know, a great Mm -hmm. coverage player either. Yeah. All right, this was great. Let's do it again next week. Um, Everyone needs to check out all that Mike is doing at Pro Football Focus. Uh, what is your Twitter handle, too? I forgot to mention that earlier. They shall all be following you, of course.
0: PFF underscore Mike.
1: Absolutely. Check. Uh, and also go to iTunes to the Locked On NFL page there. Leave us a some feedback with your Twitter handle. And once a week, you will get it eligible for a free Pro Football Focus subscription that's $40 value but worth way more than that. Absolutely. So, Mike, thanks again. We will do it next week.
0: Thanks for having me.